This is the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast, session number 325, the Dave Elman Legacy Global Zoom Conference. Welcome to the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast with Jason Lynette, your professional resource for hypnosis training and outstanding business success. Here's your host, Jason Lynette. I have to kick off this week's episode with a simple yet bold statement. For nearly every new client that I work with in nearly every first session, so we're pretty close to always, but not quite, of course, never ever use absolutes, but for nearly every first session with every new client that I work with, I begin with the Dave Elman induction. And I do that not just because it works, though it does, I do that really because it teaches the client as well as myself to always think in a process-oriented approach. And what we mean by that is because now that I've done step one and we've successfully passed that, now we can move to step two. And now that we've done that, here comes step three, and you get the idea. And at the risk of being slightly provocative, if not way too bold, it is a 100% successful approach. And I'm comfortable making that bold claim because embedded inside of the training of this technique is troubleshooting. So the benefit really becomes is, well, I'll tell you the way that I say it to my students in the Work Smart Hypnosis Live event. The reason why the magician does not repeat the trick is not because you might also figure it out. It's also because, well, you now know how it's going to end. And your client has likely never gone through a specific process with you before, which means if you have to troubleshoot and modify, let's say, step five or six, easily done, you then make the modification, they quote, pass that test, and then they move on to the next step. And now you're ready to actually get into the work. This is the legacy that I kind of learned originally, and part of my learning of the Dave Elman approach came back all the way to Jeffrey Ronning and Stage Hypnosis Center, then doing trainings with Sean Michael Andrews, and then eventually my two incredible guests today, Larry and Cheryl Elman. Dave Elman was born in the early 1900s, passed away in the late 1970s, and Larry, as well as his wife Cheryl, continued the legacy. They've both been guests on this program many times over the years. We'll link to all of those in the show notes over at worksmarthypnosis.com. Though I have to tell you, this week's episode of the Work Smart Hypnosis podcast is going to break in format a little bit differently. And what I mean by that is I generally tell my guests we need to educate the audience, you know, inform them, build rapport with them, and then towards the end, I'll open up time to make an invite, give an offer, that sort of thing. There's one specific podcast episode years ago with someone who is a dear friend that she and I recorded for like 10 minutes. And then I went, okay, we're going to stop there because you started the conversation by promoting your book. Let's tell the story of the incredible work that you're doing. And then maybe around the 22-minute mark, I'll then finally ask, hey, this is what you wrote about in your new book, right? And you could hear this audible gasp where she goes, oh, that's a much better conversation. Well, that's how we usually do things here. And quite honestly, that's how you should usually do things in the shape of your hypnosis business. That's what we teach to be effective as content marketers. That being said... Oh, we go direct to offer in this conversation because let's just lay it out here. The Dave Elman Legacy Global Zoom Conference. This is a worldwide online event. Once again, a hypnosis conference you can attend in your pajama pants. 
Yes, indeed. Or that's the theme of the last 14 months for me. But there's speakers from all around the world. It's happening in the middle of June 2021, which even if you're listening after the fact, still go to the same link because knowing the Elmans and their quality of content, the recordings will still be available even after the event. And even when you go to the website for this upcoming conference with multiple speakers over multiple days, one option is just simply to live stream it, though it's a bit of a no-brainer bump in cost to just get access to everything, the replays, everything long after the fact. Right there alone, by the way, and I, and I talk about this in this conversation, is how I became really good at this stuff quickly. I stopped listening to music and stand-up comedy and stuff in my car, and I started listening to conferences. So whether it was HypnoThoughts Live or the NGH conference or any of the others— I'd always buy the audios. And guess what? Cheryl and Larry bought the same people you've probably already seen at most of the other conferences, the good folks who do the recordings for most of these conventions. They're going to be doing the moderation and making sure this is a top-notch event. So I'm going to be there, not just because I'm presenting and keynoting, but an incredible lineup. And you hear us all nerd out over some of the incredible speakers they're going to have at this global online event. If you can be there live, phenomenal. If you can't, sign up anyway because you're going to get access to everything if you pick out the video package. We're going to make this easy for you. If you head over to worksmarthypnosis.com forward slash 325. Hey, this is episode number 325. Just type that in. Just do the numbers. Only once did I have someone type out the letters and get really upset with me. <laughs> so worksmarthypnosis.com forward slash the numbers 325 the magic of the web that'll redirect over to the show notes of this episode, which, by the way, we recorded the video of the conversation you're about to hear. So if you're more of a visual learner, pause here, go watch the video on the website. Also on that page, you'll see a big old green banner. We'll make sure it's green because that's part of the Dave Elman legacy. <laughs> big old green banner to click. That'll bring you over to the conference sign-up pages. Again, there's two options. One is just to stream it. Don't do that one. Do the other one with the video package. So you're going to get all the replays and able to benefit long after the event. That's my hypnosis training mechanism. This is why for those of you inside of like hypnotic workers and hypnotic business systems, I always make the audio downloads, the video downloads, and even at times transcriptions available just to make the learning easy. So this is going to be such an awesome event. I'm going to be there. Join us. Get all the details at worksmarthypnosis.com forward slash 325. And with that, I believe for the first time ever on the program together, both Larry and Cheryl Elman. Here we go. This is episode number 325, the Dave Elman Legacy Global Zoom Conference. All right, now welcome to the program. And I'm here with Larry Elman as well as Cheryl Elman. And both of you, welcome back to the show. Thank you very much. Pleasure being with you. Which I know you both have probably been on the Work Smart Hypnosis podcast more than most other people, but let me just kick it off right. In the last year or so, Larry, we'll start with you. What have you all been up to in terms of hypnosis and training and just keeping the legacy going? Well, we expected to be traveling all over the world, and we had a whole bunch of trips set up. Along came COVID, and they all disappeared. We had prior to that, occasionally taught a full class over the internet using Zoom. So we decided we would go for that. We have been teaching virtually full time all during the pandemic. Yeah. Very heavy class load and enjoying people and enjoying what we're doing. 
I love that. And I know, Cheryl, there's been a whole project that's been ongoing of the sort of, correct me on the name, not book report. What, what's been the project? It was the Dave Elman book study group. Yeah. So what we kept doing, I got this idea from your partner, Richard Nongard. He invited me to come to his school and help host. He was using hypnotherapy, Dave Elman's hypnotherapy, as a basis for a 12-week program for him. And it gave me the idea. And they touched on the subjects. And I said, you know, everybody loves this book. So why don't we go through it? So now we've done it five times and it's a 12 week course. And we have people that are beginners, but so many people that are veterans in hypnosis and they still go, wow, I didn't remember that was there. And even five times, the discussions get different each time. It's phenomenal. So I'm really looking forward to eventually compiling it into one bigger project with some great comments and discussion. Yeah, and it was a blast to swing into that event a couple of months ago, too, and just be a guest and see how people are taking this content and, again, modifying it as their own, using some of it, of course, as is. We've had many conversations over the years around, oh, I tried to improve this. It didn't work. Just go back <laughs> to the origin of that. Though I'm sure I said back in the introduction of this podcast episode that we're kind of changing the format because let's just call it out. You have an incredible event coming up the Dave Elman Legacy Global Zoom Conference, that it's going to be speakers from all over the world, beginning with that origin of what are the lessons that we can pick up from Dave Elman, what are the techniques we can model in, in a variety of different respects in terms of how we can better serve our clients. I'm honored to be there as a speaker myself, and we'll be getting around, I'm sure, in this chat to many of the topics that are being presented, because I'll tell you why I invited you on the show again was that there's, a, of course, a lot of the familiar names you would expect, you know, the usual suspects, as it were, but also at the same time, there are people that you've all interacted, some people who even serve as trainers that even I don't yet know, and even I'm fascinated at the presentations that they're giving, which will make this easy for everybody. The links for everything that we're going to talk about are going to be over at the show notes for this week's episode. Simply go to worksmarthypnosis.com forward slash 325, that'll just redirect over to the show notes. Before we get to the actual conference itself, Larry, let me start with you here. For those who may be newer to hypnosis and just kind of getting started, could you give us a little bit of the legacy that your father had created in this industry and what we can learn from his work? He spent several years as a stage hypnotist, then went on to other careers. When TV resulted in many radio shows, Going off the air, he found himself without any uh, career left and began going back to stage hypnosis. At that point, a group of doctors came to him. They had all gone through hypnosis schools, and none of them were able to use it for their patients. So they wanted him to teach medical hypnosis. His reply was, I'm not a doctor. I don't know medicine. They said, yes, but you know things we don't. Well, what do you mean? And they gave three items that to them were important. One was rapidity. Mm -hmm. If you tell somebody it's going to be a 20-minute induction and it's going to be in a doctor's office, totally mm -hmm. screws up all the timing of all the other patients. If it's going to be a two-minute or three-minute induction, it fits in fine. Well, stage hypnosis inductions are in that region. 
Another thing was that every hypnosis school operating in the 1940s said, well, only 60%, sometimes it was a little bit more, sometimes a little bit less, but only some percentage like that can be hypnotized. The rest of the world can't be. And they said, but we've just watched you hit 100% tonight. And they said, last but not least, every suggestion you've given has taken. When we give a suggestion in the medical office, it has to have the same reliability as the prescription slip we send down to your local pharmacy. So you've got three things there that are central to medical hypnosis. Would you please teach us how those work? And he said, all right, but we've got to have cases. We've got to have reasons to use them. Well, we'll bring our patients. We'll supply the cases. You supply how to make hypnosis work on it. I attended what was probably the third or fourth time that that course was given, and I watched that process. I then attended again a few years later. I attended a total of about three times. And when I attended later on, it was a much different course because many of the things that had shown up in that first and a few subsequent runnings of the course had now become classroom lectures, had now become a case of a doctor who had perfected something, getting up and demoing what he had. And it was much more formalized and much, much more academic. So I watched it progress. Basically, that's what you get in the book. Dad's book has been a major textbook in hypnosis for the 60 some odd years since. The point is that if you are going to use hypnosis for something instructive, whether medically or what I will call health hypnosis, health hypnosis in my mind is weight loss, smoking, fears, stuttering, a whole long list, but these things that are on the borderline of being medical, but don't require a doctor. If you're going to be using hypnosis for that, and many of your students do, and our whole profession does, then if you start with that book and say, okay, what of this applies to this and this problem? It's great. And that's how we use it. And that's how I teach. And I'd be curious, yeah, I'd be curious to ask the question then, because I think this is one of those big takeaways that one of the turning points in that story is here's where the medical community was reaching out to and what could have been used as a negative term at the time really became the superhero strength. They were reaching out to the layperson, the layperson who also happened to though be the specialist. How much of this story really impacts the fact that the majority of us doing this hypnosis work are non-medical people? I see this as one of those turning points in our history where we began to break away as our own thing. Very true. Very, very good observation. The problem at that time was that part of the medical profession was concerned with results. They were concerned with how do I help the patient? Another portion of the community was how do I help the patient, but I've got to maintain the dignity of our profession. And so you have a split, actual split within the medical community as to whether or not to accept teaching of hypnosis by a layman. And I lived through watching that split lead to what amounted to mini wars. 
was not a pleasant thing to say. Which the amazing, yeah, the amazing sort of after effect though is now to look at how, you know, so many of us, the trending word, and I think maybe Melissa Tears may be part of the popularization, popularization of this word, that of an integrative approach, that we're now in a world where that us versus them really is the extreme minority. And even as I'm looking at the lineup of this event coming up in June of 2021, which if I know you two so well, it'll be available even afterwards, right, Cheryl? Yeah. Of course, yeah, you can all hear that nod from all around the world. <laughs> but the nature <laughs> that we find that there's this sort of give and take. I had one of the Work Smart Hypnosis live events I did years ago. I looked out and I didn't realize this until day one. This is in the before times when it was, you know, 12 people in the room. And it was two chiropractors, a medical doctor, three nurses, two counselors, two psychologists. And technically, I was the layperson. And I opened up with the story that you just told us to say, here's how it's a matter of how we take these techniques. Just to kind of set the stage for this, this is the reason why in the trainings that I offer and even why in most of my first sessions with a client, I kick off with the Dave Alman induction because one, it just works. And second of all, it trains the student to think in a process-oriented approach so that then the hypnotist can pick up any other technique. And now it's not the game of read these three pages, that ought to work. It's instead they can pull apart the individual pieces of the puzzle and customize to the person in front of them. So Cheryl, I'll, I'll bounce to you here that for this upcoming Dave Ellman Legacy Global Zoom Conference, where, where did the idea originally come from on this? It was back in 2010. I was talking to Jerry Kine when we first came, you know, in the first years that we were in this. And he was very Elmanian. And we'd recently gotten to meet him and we talked about how great it would be to do a Dave Elman legacy, uh, like a retreat. And, you know, we thought about it and the expense back then, if we, if we thought that the audience would be global, how expensive it would be for mm -hmm. people to come. Well, Larry and I didn't have a following. We were only new on the scene. I think our first public appearance was in 2009 when Larry spoke at the NGH conference. So it was going to be mainly Jerry and it was, we just didn't know. So it was always the dream to, as, as we have traveled and met people and realized how many people used his techniques, it was, it was always a dream to put together a group of people and, and have them discuss it. And this was what this started as a group of people. And I didn't put up an announcement going, please send in your proposal, because I didn't want to have to read <laughs> a lot of proposals. So it just started out a lot smaller in my mind. Yeah. And I just wrote to some of the people that we have been working with, some of the people that have been very instrumental in helping us to put out the word of Dave Elman to help us keep the Dave Elman Hypnosis Institute alive. You know, so each of the keynote speakers were very significant in some way to us for that. Yeah, so, yeah. And looking at the lineup here, you know, looking at how so much of this, again, there's some people that we can look and say, someone's just teaching this technique and here's how, you know, Michael DeShallot, who always does a great presentation, Dave Elman techniques in both clinical and stage hypnosis and why it works so well. So taking the core material that I'm sure as Michael does as someone who really is a worker in the industry and showing you some of the troubleshooting on the fly, some of the problem solving that we may have to do in the process, where the beauty of this work is that because 
it almost tell me if you would align with this, Larry, that the work that your father helped to pioneer is in many ways, it began in a mechanical approach. Do this, do this. I live by the phrase, if you understand the rules of suggestion, there's not a person in the world you cannot hypnotize, provided they wish to make the change and are ready to go through the experience. But to look through the almost mechanical nature that begins, but that gives the practitioner, I'd see as a greater artistry to then customize their own style as well as the specific needs of the person in front of them. I'd agree with you, but let me give a short anecdote that may expand what you just said. My father had a tell-me-why personality. He was reading all of the books available to him on hypnosis, and he noticed that every one of them had eye closure as a central item, an initial item in every induction. So he went to the town eye doctor, described this and said, tell me why. Don't tell me how, tell me why. Difference in approach. And the eye doctor said, I don't know hypnosis. What I do know is the human eye. And from evolution, the human eye gets very tired if it stares at a specific point or if it follows a slowly moving object. It wants to dart around. That's what a hunter-gatherer does when out hunting. So if you make it do what it doesn't want to do, it gets tired. When the eye gets tired, the person thinks they're tired. So you've made them have a change of mind. Beyond that, I don't know. But taking that, my father then said, okay, it's not the spot on the wall. It's what's going on up here. And there's the origin of why the eye lock is where it is in the Dave Elman induction. Which I look at that moment and the whole theme of, as he would say, the opening wedge. That, yes. as I would say, it may not be the most profound of shift, which is why technically it's step one of a six-step process. It may not be the most profound thing. Yet, you know, and as someone who will use progressive muscle relaxation and even elements of PMR are inside of many of Dave's recordings, but to look at how there's a logical through line as to now, and this is my whole description of hypnosis, the client can feel something's happening. There's validation. We're working by purpose rather than assumption. And I see that as one of the biggest parts of the legacy. Exactly. And if you want to take the Dave Elman induction and dissect it, mm -hmm. it's a whole series of tests and convincers. The idea being that once the person says, gee, I know I could open my eyes, but I can't because I don't want to. Once they reach that stage, we're just going to give them item after item after item where they say, this isn't normal. I must be going into hypnosis. Which is the same process to hypnotize, which is the same process to create the change, which is the same process. This is where I've taken so many things in terms of ethical influence and positive persuasion to look at how we're always just simply leading to the next step, which again, we're here chatting about the Legacy Global Zoom Conference for Dave Elman. This is happening around the world, June 11, 12, and 13 this year, 2021. Really easy to find. We'll just redirect it over. Go to the show notes at worksmarthypnosis.com forward slash 325. You'll see all the details there. Cheryl, I'd kind of ask you, because I was looking at the lineup here, which I believe is 
not yet published fully at the time of me looking at it, but again, this audio will come out later. What are some of those, I mean, as I was saying earlier, people that many of us would know, whether it's Eugene Pope, uh, Stephen, Michael Stevenson, Anthony Jackwin, Ken Gutso, Laurie Hammond, who are some of those presenters that you're excited about featuring that, that many of us would not yet know? Dr. Bene from Brazil. Yeah, we were, we were talking about him before we jumped on, yeah. Yes, and it's actually Benedito Amorin Fijo. So Dr. Bene is what I call him. And he, <laughs> and he says, just call me Dr. Bene. He's in uh, Cortex Academy, which is one of our schools down in Brazil that we're affiliated with. And he and a group of doctors, he's a medical doctor, and they go up the Amazon a couple of times a year. And they go and work with the people. So it's hypnosis in the Amazon along the rainforest rivers. So they go up and there are no pharmacies, there are no hospitals, most <laughs> often no doctors. And so they go and bring those services. And he uses a lot of hypnosis and teaches hypnosis for pain for them. So that's, that's exciting. And so he's part of our training team in Brazil. I'll jump um, in and I'll just say those are the types of presentations that I tend to learn the most from that, you know, it's a different game where, and I say this having built one and then closed the doors and rented the space out, that when someone was coming to me and they saw all the videos on the website, they then saw the office, they walked in and you saw what I had built in Virginia. It was gorgeous and fully renovated. And I was laughing when you were saying that because I'm now in the corner of a rental bedroom. For those that are watching the video of this on the work smart hypnosis page again slash 325 harsh shadows because i've got a corner <laughs> i'm like wait he's dr benet's doing this in the rainforest okay all this stuff is a whole lot more flexible but it's it's presentations like those that you hear not necessarily what may fit into the quote emergency hypnosis response but this flexibility of the work and how so much of it is in the pre-framing the pre-talk the, the setup the delivery so i'm looking forward to that one i saw alberto also brazil we're on a theme here talking about the hypnoanalysis applied to john sarno's work what what do you know of that presentation you know what? It's going to be a surprise to me. We will all be there together. Awesome. <laughs> we will all be there. But 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 Alberto is a good speaker and yeah. full of so much knowledge. He's a psychologist. He's a hypnotist. He's got a great sense of humor. Never bored in any one of his presentations. Another one that, and he's one of our trainers in Brazil. Elizabeth Jensen is one of our trainers in Australia. And she has been taking people to the sleep temples for decades, hmm. I mean, decades, and on tours. And so this hers is going to be, wow, what is it called? Ancient it, Egyptian Sleep Temples Hypnosis Power of Healing Words. Yes. Yeah. So, And that really goes into history before the history we usually look at, you know? And so we'll get to learn how it was used back then and really how that has expanded. Does it still work in some of the religions today. So that's sort of interesting. And uh, a couple of people are talking about COVID. We have mm -hmm. Melissa Roth talking about the COVID long haulers. You know, Bob Bicknell down in Florida had yeah. COVID and he's been suffering a year now with the long effects of COVID. So she's gonna be talking about that and what could help with hypnosis. You know, and you, um, she's has experience working with IBS 
and fibromyalgia for, for years, decades actually. Sue Peacock is a psychologist in the UK that's also going to be talking about COVID and what we could do for it. We have several dentists, Dr. Bruce Lemaire, who's a dentist yeah, yeah. and one of our newest trainers, and uh, I love him. He's from Nice, France, and he'll be doing some dentistry with actual some films and the myth and reality of hypnoanesthesia. And he's speaking along with Sharon Waxkirsch, who I've never met, but it's interesting because he recommended her and so did Alan Barsky, you know, so that's really interesting. And just in terms of nuts and bolts, online conference, it's the setup where someone registers and they get the replays of everything too after the fact? Well, what we did was we put two prices, one okay, for the conference itself and one for $99 more. They get basically 108 hours of talks from all these people. Which so I love that because that's, that sets up the same scenario that I do at all the conferences. And Larry mentioned earlier, you know, NGH back in 2009. I think that's when we all officially first met in person. And we have told that story so many times here. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell it again. <laughs> okay. Cheryl, Cheryl is trying to sell me hard on buying a Shawn Michael Andrews, Andrews DVD on the day of Alman induction. And I just walked up to the table. I recognized the name and I knew who they were already because someone had told me they were going to be there. And Cheryl is like pitching as hard as she can as to how <laughs> I should buy this Sean Michael Andrews two DVD set on how to do the Dave Alman induction. And I just open up the idea of just asking the question of, have you watched it? And of course, I mean, she's got integrity. She wouldn't be offering it if she hadn't yet seen it herself. And it's a really good presentation. And I just keep smiling and going, but Cheryl, have you seen it? Have you watched it? And finally, I wait for the right moment to go, Cheryl, I'm the demo subject of the DVD. <laughs> I got the first copy. Nice to meet you at Big Hugs All Around. And yeah, <laughs> I did my original NGH training back with Sean Michael Andrews. There was this guy, Don Patterson, who just disappeared from that course, though, but we'll leave that aside, which the event coming up, stop laughing, the event coming up is in June. Again, you can find the links and details at worksmarthypnosis.com forward slash 325. There's one workshop that, Larry, I think I have to ask you about, of course, from Kaz Riley. Was Dave Ellman's work sexy? Well, Larry, was it? <laughs> For those listening to the audio version, this is the sound of Larry cracking up that I just threw that at him right away. <laughs> I, did not ex I did not expect that question. <laughs> My father had a very, well, open and accepting and whatever about sex. But remember, he was born in 1900 and he basically was uh, a, gentleman, a gentleman of the Victorian era. And so the result is it was a contradiction. And so it was there, but there were times when it was suppressed or hidden or suppressed the wrong word, mm -hmm. not suppressed, hidden. And I think a good example of that was my first time through the course, I was 11 years old. And when we got to lesson eight, he said, Larry, we're leaving you home tonight. <laughs> Lesson eight was sex and hypnosis. I wasn't allowed to attend because I was too young. Now, I found out later when I read the book and so on and so forth, that it was the use of hypnosis in medical problems that involve sex. 
painful menstruation, whole long list of medical problems, which however, touch on that particular human problem. So a few years later, I'm now a teenager. I'm a randy teenager who knows everything there is to know about the subject. And he leaves me home saying I'm too young. And my expression back to him was uh, less respectful than it should be to your father. But I got left behind. The third time was just before I left for college. Come on, dad. You know, I'm a grown up now. Cut it out. Nothing. So Sean Michael Andrews knew of all of this, and he was going through my father's old material and my old material in the cellar of my home, just looking for artifacts and whatever. And he suddenly pulls out cassette recording and he says, Larry, I found lesson eight. <laughs> and by this time, I'm, I'm a, a married grandfather. Box under the bed. No, go ahead. Go on. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> by this time, I'm, I'm a grandfather and I'm, you know, I'm not quite in my dotage. And I looked at him and I said, do you think it'll do me any good at this point? Nice. Nice. Which I look at that chapter, though, and, you know, inside of that, here's the work on taking direct suggestion and making it more effective, bringing kinesthetics into the hypnotic process. Some of the hypnotic regression work is referenced inside of there, too. So, so this is that lesson. This is what I was getting around to earlier with any conference that I go to, I'll buy the audios because I may not be able to make every single event. You've got three Zoom rooms running at a time here, other than the four keynotes, which we'll chat about those here in a bit too. But it makes it so you can then go back and revisit the content later. And similar to the story of what Dr. Bene is going to do around working in the Amazon rainforest, to ask the same question that, Larry, you brought up earlier, to ask the why. Why does this technique work there, which makes it so we can then gain better flexibility with a technique and now apply it to other issues, other things. I forget the reference, but years ago, someone had read that chapter actually in my class and he goes, everything I read in that chapter, that's what I just did for someone with a fear of public speaking because they used to, and here's the end point. They used to feel such passion while they were presenting and that passion is dried out to which he goes, well, what is that like? And without doing a process that dipped into, you know, that category, but by modeling the technique. So this is really, again, that almost Lego structure that we can get here by looking at the principles, looking at the modalities, and then putting it all together. So Cheryl, there's four keynotes to this. Do you have some insight? actually six now because we added a day. Nice. Well, catch and, us up on that then, yeah. The, the, goal, the goal of the keynotes was to basically, we did two a day because we're going 12 hours because I wanted every place in the planet to be able to get at least four to six hours of listening in and being involved without being in the middle of the night because we have taught classes where, you know, we have... I remember Elizabeth Jensen and Andrew Hardwick from Australia, New Zealand, sitting there in the middle of the night going through our best practice class we did with Sheila on Zoom. So the goal was to go 12 hours so that everybody can get involved. And that's why having the recordings, and not only are we doing audio, we're doing video and audio this year on nice. the recordings. And Fleetwood will be doing them. Oh, perfect. So the reason, that's why we did two a day. Mm -hmm. So it starts with 
on Friday with Nicole Wackernagel. Now, yeah. Nicole, we met in 2012 when we did the Zurich class with Hans Rudi Wiff in Switzerland. And she was a student. She had a passion for hypnosis. And she studied with us over the years. And Sean Michael Andrews was in living in Germany and she studied a lot and went, took the train to his meetups every month and worked with them. And of course, she is just a virtuoso as far as going into trance. So Sean Michael Andrews loved working with her too. And so as a result, when we were doing our first train the trainers course, you know, we asked her, would you, we would you like to be a trainer? And she was like, what, you think I could do this? And what makes you think I could do this? So uh, watching her over the years, both as a trainer for us, and we both became trainers for Sleep Talk for Children. I just love to see how she's blossomed and yeah, the yeah, confidence yeah. she has where she's now keynote speakers outside of hypnosis. Yeah. You know, so she's one of them. I'm looking uh, forward to Hans Rudi Wipf doing one on the, the sort of journey from Elman to Jerry Kind to today. Do you know, I have a title for you, by the way, because I'm the one on Sunday. It is now, oh, she's writing. <laughs> the, the opening wedge influenced the Elman way. The opening wedge. You're going to write this anyway. I'm going to text it to you too. Yeah. But the whole idea of, again, how do we, and this is where the business trainings that I've done over the years have really changed because originally it was people wanting just to be told what to do. And there's a major shift that I've seen that's occurred over the years. And thankfully, as there's other people besides me who talk about business, one, I don't have to inoculate the whole thing. It's okay to be successful. It's okay to earn money. We don't have to do that so much anymore. But as soon as hypnotists start to realize the same methods that they're using to create a change, to deepen the process, to get their clients into hypnosis, are the very same principles of the journey of the sale. So I'll be talking about that on the Sunday too. I know you've also got Sheila Granger and Sean Michael Andrews and some up and comer, Larry L. Mann is doing a <laughs> talk too. Larry, I want to hear about this because that's one of my favorite phrases in, in so much of Elman's work to have listened to the audios. We hear this all the time, want it to happen, expect it to happen, watch it happen. C can you expand on that a bit here? Sure. It's following exactly what you've just been saying. You let them know what they can have if they follow. So, you know, a guy came in and handed you X hundred dollars to work on this and this problem. So, okay, you're interested in this and this problem. You want it to happen. Well, follow along with me and watch it happen. Expect it to happen and it will happen. It's the same thing as a good sales pitch. And in this, I'm not demeaning us to a salesman level, nor am I boosting sales. I'm watching the fact that all human education and positive interactions have a, what my father would call a waking hypnosis component. You're generating a desire on the part of the person you're showing them enough so that they start participating. And they say at the end, wow, this worked. Now, let me go back to something I said earlier. Dad was hung up on why. Remember the thing with the eyes. Basically, my father always asked, why does something work 
and how can I make it work better? The why and how means he was always in favor of research. My brother ended up being a researcher and historian on guns, hunting, and animal life. I ended up being a research engineer. And I can go through other members of the family. Dad's emphasis on why showed up in all of us philosophically. Now, if you've got that philosophy, if that's what's driving you, you become a very good hypnotist. Oh, I don't have that. Yes, you do. You just haven't recognized it in yourself. You talk to a budding hypnotist, somebody who's just signed up for our basic course. Why do you want to do hypnosis? I'd like to help people. Well, why do you want to help people? They start to tell you, you're seeing them express what becomes what I call a research philosophy. They haven't got a fancy name for it like I just did, but they have that feeling. So if you can build on that feeling, you can do hypnosis. And if you can recognize that waking hypnosis and hypnosis and on and on are all related by this same approach, you can do fine. I want to add in that that title, Larry was planning on talking about somewhat the history of Dave and how he came to as part of a part of his story. But when we think of it and go back to that phrase, want it to happen, expect it to happen, watch it happen, is something that went with him his entire life. Mm -hmm. You know, here he was a teenager. He wanted to go to vaudeville. He expected to go to vaudeville and came <laughs> up with his acts and his music and, and learning hypnosis and then watch it happen. He was in vaudeville for years on the circuit. And then he got to New York and he was playing music, you know, for W.C. Handy. Same thing that it came right through. He wanted to get on radio. He worked doing all different jobs on radio until eventually he was a star of his own show. And then what happened to him in the hypnosis class? So I think that this is a line that he actually lived. He lived his life by it. Well, it's also part of the pattern of nearly every technique that here's that element, first of all, creating mental expectancy and then running a process, but then also utilizing the process. This is what's embedded inside of every principle. In a moment, we'll have you open the eyes and close them. When this happens, go 10 times deeper. Go ahead, let the eyes open, let the eyes close, and now go 10 times deeper. That's right. Same principle as communication. Tell them what you're going to tell them, tell them, and then tell them what you told them. Embedded inside of this is this compounding nature. And I believe in one of the recent episodes that I did here with Jess Marion, you know, the whole theme that describing the technique is also doing the technique. And I can find traces of that in the book and the recordings and such. So this Dave Elman legacy global Zoom conference, I love that name, and video package, uh, is happening in <laughs> middle of June. I will break away from unpacking boxes. We should be in the house by then. And we'll put all the links over in the show notes at, again, worksmarthypnosis.com forward slash 325. Before we wrap this up, I'll come to both of you here. Cheryl, any thoughts for the listeners out there in terms of utilizing this material and using it to 
better grow, let's say, not just their own hypnosis practices, their businesses, but also their own personal development. Any thoughts to share with those people? Yes. There's going to be so much you can learn. So much. I mean, every time you go to a conference, if you've never been to a conference before, you learn so much attending the classes. But here's what I've missed going to conferences on Zoom. I have missed the meeting the people in the hall. I have missed going out to lunch and dinner. And this is how we're switching this up a bit. We're actually going to have a hospitality room. We'll probably have a recording room where you too can share how you've been influenced by Dave Elman or a story or a case. And we're going to have, I don't know if this is going to be the title, but we'll have the Dave Elman Cafe a la Virtuelle. And (laughs) you will be able to go with your friends as a group and go to the cafe to take breaks because everybody's coming in at different times. So there's Mm -hmm. no lunch break, so to speak. You'll be able to go there and go into a breakout room together as if you're getting a table at a restaurant and it's BYOB and BYOF. Bring your own food, bring your own bottle. And you'll be able to get that part that I that I miss the most out of conferences. And that is that spending time together. And for those of you who don't know each other, you come to these places and there will be people wanting to meet you and you'll be able to talk to them and listen to their conversations and be part of it. So I think not only are, is there learning in those rooms, it's also the whole feeling of being at the conference. And so there's, there's so much to be learned. That's why we're also making it affordable. But that $99 package for the videos is only when they actually sign it with their ticket. The price goes up during conference and the price goes up after conference. So we want you to have access to this material. And not only that, but we're hoping to transcribe all these talks and actually make it into the evolution of the Dave Elman legacy and create a book with a lot of the material from the speakers. So I think that's going to be in itself another historical thing coming up the pike. Beautiful, beautiful. Before we wrap it up, Larry, any thoughts for the listeners out there? Yeah, when your questions brought to mind, you asked, where does hypnosis take you in anything else? And it finally snapped into me. I spent a number of years in the military and a number of years in research engineering. In each of those, I found a mentor and in effect imitated his approach till I got pretty good at it. But it's later that I look back on the fact that when I was imitating it, I was asking myself why. So it goes back to the same thing, which shows up in waking hypnosis. It shows up in inductions. It shows up in suggestions. Think in terms of the why that's going on both in your head and in your client's head. And if you can see the why, can have a rational progression of what you're trying to do. Jason Lynette here once again, and you know how I usually wrap up this podcast, but as we've already broken the format a little bit with good intention and good purpose, once again, just head over to worksmarthypnosis.com forward slash 325. 
That'll bring you over to the show notes where, again, if you want, you can watch the conversation you just listened to. But even better, there'll be a big green banner on that page. Click that. That'll bring you over to the details for this event. If you're listening before June of 2021, sign up now. If you're listening after the fact, we'll make sure we go in and update those links so you can still get access to this incredible global event long afterwards. The more we're all successful, the more we're all successful. And as I've got the conference list here in front of me, uh, many speakers that you should know about, folks like Heather Rodriguez, Janet Rapala, Betsy Lehman. I'm excited to hear what they were chatting about with the people talking about Egyptian sleep temples and work in the Amazon rainforest. This is how we think bigger about the reach of this profession while also improving our skills the entire way through. So join us. Head over to that shortcut link, worksmarthypnosis.com forward slash 325. We'll see you there. Thanks for listening to the Work Smart Hypnosis podcast at worksmarthypnosis.com. 